When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi there and welcome to episode 93 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. The glee on your faces, your little faces, look at you there, laughing and smiling away like two little elves, naughty elves, the back of Santa's workshop who did a poo. <laughs> I'm, the, it's, int, I'm the intermittently sad James Brown and as usual I'm joined by Hannibal Lecter wannabe Dr Alex Connor and Jodie Foster's stunt double Mrs ADHD. Alex, hi. I'm still dealing with the fact that Sam was able to read aloud from a script on Monday's episode. It's my whole world is rocked. It was it was mad, wasn't it? And it was lovely when I was in a really low place to see loads of people say, "Well done, Sam! You did a brilliant job replacing James on the podcast." <laughs> Better, if anything. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know. I'm joking. Unlike the the one review that said it's not meant to be funny, it is actually meant to be funny. In, it is in... meant to be, but apparently it's yeah, not. no, it's meant cringe worthy. It is. It... Oh. Um, and uh, Mrs. ADHD, hi. Hi. Short and sweet. That's it. What more do you reminder, want? Reminder: We started. I want you know d- details about your life, what you've been up to, what you've eaten. <laughs> Don't remind that we started this podcast because. Team science, probably can't. Remember. No one remembers, but we somehow do more personal reflections and bonus content on a Thursday now. Partly because we've got time for next one, because I'm only allowed to do one of James's little talks on my own a year. <laughs> I love you, Cardiff. And James, I can't read this out. This is too mean. Okay, because James is all sad at the moment, so he isn't going out biting anyone at night. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. And Sam just thinks this is text-to-speech software to do a shopping list anyway, so that's I not... I don't know what don't that is. Sad. And I'm not no. allowed to shop. She's not allowed to shop because the last time she did, she spent £200 and came back with no food. Sweeties. Which is, yeah. So you shop. Anyway, this drunk... This drunken man who invites himself to your table at the Yoho Shoreditch and repeatedly asks what's going on here then while offering you quavers when you're just trying to catch up with a friend you haven't seen for months of a podcast is also a tragedy in three parts. We'll discuss how the week between podcasts has been not great, bit of a spoiler there, from our own ADHD perspective and as people involved in the community, as well as answering some questions which have been sent in to us. And then we'll talk a little bit more about this week's theme, which was medication. Titration. Titration. Wasn't heavily involved in it, obviously. So we'll start off with uh, Alex. How was your week? Well, yeah. I mean, the London live show was incredible. I haven't experienced anything like that. Cardiff as well the day before was incredible. James ADHD, one of his little talks, so I was allowed to do one for him, like a, a poor scan of James, but it was, really was amazing. <laughs> um, I know I've done a few of them with you, James, but it never fails 
to like shock me really what it's like being in a room full of people with ADHD as well and not having to explain myself all the time because we we know I mask a lot but it's all in there and I kind of unmask and and then and people believe me I don't I don't after I'm grateful anyway I was in a bar in closing time with you lot and everyone else in London sober as a judge uh thanks for the alcohol free beer from Carl and Jack um what I did notice was that I now feel I have to apologize for my routinely inappropriate response to any positivity and feedback. Mm-hmm. People come in and saying incredibly lovely things that we've helped. And I do not feel worthy of that. And I, th- I think that, you know, I just say, no, you're an idiot. Go away with this feedback. And I need to get over that. That's weird. Um, actually. I was but- just having a conversation on discord yesterday about this. Sorry. Um, because no, I was saying the same thing like at, at the live podcast I kind of couldn't shall I say this sorry no, no no I was just laughing because immediately before recording we've got a bit of a delay it's an issue you may have noticed it's, it's about a second and a half delay and, and we agreed we've tried a couple of platforms we're recording this on zoom for the first time we agreed to try and leave a gap in between bits but obviously immediately Mrs ADHD forgot we were very clear about it weren't we we were, we were weren't we no. yeah yeah. Sorry, but you, I'll save that. No, you, 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 no you, you started, so you may as well carry on blowing up yeah. the podcast. No, we would just say, because I was saying, somebody asked about the live podcast and, and and because they said I looked really confident and laid back oh, okay. and was I masking? And I said, yeah, I absolutely was. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I said, I'm great one-on-one, but the problem I had was I had lots of compliments and that kind of erodes the shell that I've built around myself to protect me that I'm shit and I'm awful and I can't let that shell go so all the compliments I had that night I've completely forgotten them but I had one negative comment and and I've I've got that one <laughs> I've remembered everything I have apologized for that <laughs> <laughs> I am um, I was sat too far away for that ding on great one-on-one and I'm pretty sure there are people out there listening that are going to be disappointed that there wasn't a ding for delayed that one. Ding. a delayed ding, yeah. Oh, what? Oh, what about you, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really, I'm quite stressed and anxious at the minute, and I'm not sleeping well, and I'm getting headaches. But apart from that, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Um, yeah, the the live podcast. I, I managed to speak. I was really worried that I wouldn't be able to. As it turns out, they had to turn my mic down because I was speaking so loudly and for so long. Um, so, yeah, I managed to sleep. So that was really good. And it was really lovely to meet everybody. I really enjoyed the afterwards part. Is that it? Yeah. And anything else happen in your week? or? Oh, I, I, we're not doing that, are we? Are we? Well, this is what happened in your week. Oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, the recent review that said "No offense, this podcast is a nightmare" was 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 pretty accurate, I think. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I can't remember anything else that's happened this week. Loads, I think. Well, just like the person what about you, James, probably um <laughs> just left uh, frustrated and confused, having spent the past hour having to rewind again, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How about me, Alex? Thank you for asking for yeah. once. Um. Well, it starts off in my bit of the script by saying, nice to be back. So I clearly didn't fucking write that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> obviously, um, there's not a lot that I hide when it comes to my mental health. Some people have 
praise that. Um, I don't know whether I do it deliberately. I just think I'm an open book. I, looking back, I suspect it was, if you listen to the last week in ADHD episode, I suspect it was probably a warning sign that I said, I think about ending it every day. And when these projects are over, you know, is there anything left for me? Will I just go? I think that's probably a red flag in mental health terms, isn't it? Yeah, and, and did neither of you offered me any counselling or advice afterwards. Well, that's pretty normal. <laughs> have, you about, thought? have you thought about maybe being a professional therapist with that level of insight? I know. I think, I, well, some of the therapists that I've had probably are about that level of insight. So <laughs> um, I've, I've checked with Alex and Sam about this and and they're okay, I think. I can't remember. Um after that podcast, I had a, a kind of a hard chat with Al because I was I was I now realise in a bad place, but I was struggling with just everything that's got to be done for the charity and the podcast and the other projects that we're working on. And Alex was brilliant, to be fair. He, he I'm sure he'll talk about this later, kind of admitted that a shaking his head, admitted that he felt he wasn't um he wasn't you know maybe helping in some situations and he and it was it was just brilliant and I was so scared that when I sent this message because I was ready to walk away from everything again second time this has happened I'm like that's it I'm changing the changing the passwords Alex won't be able to access the podcast it's going to be the James Bond <laughs> podcast from now on just speak to it that would be better yeah exactly I'm so, yeah, the warning signs were there but I I went into a low mood I popped over to to Ibiza spent a few days in the sun came back. Um, and then we had the live London podcast. Now, I, I think it's fair in saying that this was kind of my baby, wasn't it? That I put a lot of work yeah. into this in terms of convincing the brilliant William from Sea Talks to let us do it in the first and place. And you did everything for it. And, yeah, and, and, and did everything. Yeah, did. And therefore, it became, and this is the first time we've talked about this, and we do need to do an episode, an ADHD perfectionism thing. It had to be perfect for me. It had to be. So when we obviously got there and, and and I'd also ridiculously agreed for a German documentary television crew to film us on the day, a second documentary television crew also wanted to film us on the day and I managed to put that off till the day after. But we've got all this kit to set up. We've got a documentary crew that's saying, can we just do one more take of, of pulling in in the taxi and getting out and then just walk up the stairs again and we've got like 20 minutes before people are coming through the doors and then all the equipment didn't work. Yeah. And sessions that had put so much work into doing the brilliant musical transitions, we couldn't get that music to work. And I was absolutely calm in that situation. I was just running around, getting stuff done, trying to solve problems, and I was fine. But this is where my mental health took a dip. We didn't sell out. And this is a from a trigger warning klaxon for anybody who obviously forgot to attend, as many people do. We've got ADHD, it's the thing. But I knew there were empty seats. And and whilst the before the live event was wonderful to see our little team of people, amazingly, I mean, Jack and Daly and Sveva, and I've already forgotten who else was there. And, and yeah, and Sessions Pat. And I would say Alex, but he was just stood there. Um, all, these, all these amazing... I helped. He did help. I'm not he sure. Uh, all, all these amazing people that were, were, were just incredibly like working really hard to get it all set up. And then we got it set up in time and then we started and and I was so worried about you because you've been crying your eyes out, like not causing me any stress at all before the live event by having to read through it several times while you're in tears. Um, and then when it started, you were, um, you were amazing. You were, you were the best of the three of us, actually. 
And all I could see was empty seats. Throughout that talk, all I could see was we didn't sell this out. I failed. I failed. I failed. You did, yeah. I did. And that... You did fail really badly. And then afterwards was one of the most life-affirming, I don't know, two hours of my life, standing in a room where dozens, uh, maybe even 100 people had hung around afterwards, and people were coming up again just to give us all these stories about how the podcast had helped them or their partner. People had travelled internationally mm. from Holland to come and tell me how bad Alex's Dutch welcome was. Hi, Patricia. And James, I have to add that your empty seats is... It was so many people, and it's so loud. And when I listened to Sam's reels she did on Instagram of the cheers, it was so loud. And I, I'm not, I'm not diminishing what you're saying. I, I do understand, but you know, from from the perspective of someone that saw the objective success, yeah, it, it's really hard for you to have Things. to feel like that and deal. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it feel like that. It, it it is, but I I I obviously immediately embraced that failure, and you both challenged me, and I said, "No, get fucked. This is my failure." Alex even said, "We fail as a team, and we do fail as a team on a bi-weekly basis." Uh, to be honest, but to be honest, but this was my this was absolutely my failure. I did not manage to sell that venue out with my hard work, and therefore that was that just sent me spiraling back into a low mood, and then. Mrs. ADHD and I, and this is a very ADHD thing, managed to have exactly the same conversation about our relationship that we'd had two weeks ago, the night before we were going away to stay in a hotel, which was the first act of our, let's start doing stuff for us. The night before we had exactly the same conversation. Yeah, I wasn't great, was I? I had a whole panic attack and everything. You were having to do the breathing with me. And he was like, we've had this conversation. I was like, have we? And I was just bringing up all the same things. And yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't good. And then the next day, woke up and was like, I'm completely fine. I can't even remember what was wrong with me last night. Yep. Oh, been yeah. there. I know. So and I'd really, good. I'd spent the whole night hysterical <laughs> having to do the breathing. Oh and the next morning, I'm like, like, and that's not how I woke up, was whistling, it? Whistling and making breakfast. Morning, darling. Yeah, what yeah, a pancake. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, and I woke up with trigger warning clacks on um, endless cyclical thoughts of I want to end my life. Yeah. So we decided we had a big decision, which is do we go ahead with going to this hotel because I was in a bad place? And we went and actually it was brilliant. But what I noticed because I most people know that I have a form of bipolar cyclothymia. I wasn't just low, I was all over the place because I popped out to go to the shop. Now I'm I'm deeply ashamed of this, but I have a, a bias, I don't know why, against people who are incredibly posh. Not people who have a received pronunciation accent. You're kind of Boris Johnson, David Cameron level posh. I don't know what it is. Uh, Alex will remember when we worked at Warwick University, I wanted to kill all the students all the time because you'd see people with like floppy beanie caps playing frisbee and hacky sack, and I wanted to burn them alive. Oh, God. Yeah. It's extreme. It yeah. is. So, yeah, what? You're a working class warrior, isn't it? Yeah, I am. So, while I was walking to the shop, oh, God. And I told Jack about this at the time. Whilst I was walking to the shop, I saw three, I saw three guys in bow ties and I tried to have a fight with them. I, I called them cunts and oh, no. yeah, and then and stood there and one of them turned around and I went, yeah, and stared at him. And I was just I was just ready to fight all three. And then when I, and then I was fine afterwards, I was happy and I was laughing. And this was a hypomanic uh right. set of yes, I, I um Alex. And you go, oh no. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you getting beaten up by three points. <laughs> 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 Fucking wanker. 
And then, then we, we went back to the hotel. I'm sorry this is going on for so long, but I didn't obviously say much in Monday's episode. So <laughs> we went back to the hotel and then there was, we used to run a homeless charity. There was a homeless guy that came past and we can tell pretty much when someone's genuine because of three and a half years of running a homeless charity. And this guy desperately just wanted enough money to get to mm. a place to sleep. And I, we didn't have any change. We never carried change. So we said, I'm sorry. And then he walked past two guys. This was an expensive hotel who just didn't look at him and dismiss him, no, and walked past him quickly. And my kind of justice sensitivity and anger made me go, mate, I'll take it to the cash point. <laughs> Went, took him to the cash point, spoke to the guy that, that was running the accommodation he was staying at, worked out how much it was for the night, what the deposit was, gave him the, the money to get there in a taxi and pay the deposit. And then when we were sat in the bar, I thought I saw those guys that <laughs> dismissed them. them. And I'm going, no, that's, that's absolutely not them. And I wanted to fight them in the bar because they dismissed a homeless person. So when you've got oh. cyclothymia and this incredibly rapidly cycling, the world's ending, ah, oh, this is fucking great. I want to fight kind of level of energy. It's it's really it's really difficult. And I'll finish off how my week's been. Ding. I know. Just for saying, I did a talk in Norwich. I want to thank the people in Norwich. It's a beautiful city. Ooh. You two, I don't know if you've been there, Alex. You two would love it because it's wow, fucking really? church central. Oh, and cathedral. Have, and cathedral, obviously, central. And... um the venue was incredible and the people were incredible and that, thanks to jesse a friend of the show who was on the parenting episode for buying me a pint which i drank and obviously immediately got pissed because i can't drink obviously. which led to me even more than normal saying things i probably shouldn't say in a public arena and that was my week um most people just say they're fine <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> what oh what stupid thing have you been doing instead of what you've been with Alex? Oh, I've been how subtly read off the script, Sam. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't reading. So I was supposed to be doing it, but and I was uh, splitting wood in a forest because when wood comes down, and, and if we can't use those that dead wood as as uh, like a home for umbrella species, because you are supposed to leave dead wood in forests if you can. You, you chop it up and you take it away and use it. And splitting it with this massive hydraulic machine, it's incredibly dangerous. I thought, oh, I like being in the forest. I'll take a medication holiday today. And oh. using this terribly dangerous machine with no medicated ADHD was <laughs> unwise. Working with my brother-in-law and we'd get on really well. I kept turning to him just as the splitter was coming down past my fingers and saying, oh, what, 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 how was yesterday, Andre? What was going on with you? Mind it was, he was like, he had terrified eyes the whole time. <laughs> Did you kill him? I mean, yes, but later. He... Yeah, that's why he had terrified <laughs> eyes. The, the two are unrelated. James, apart from all the things? Um, so three things. First of all, when I was in Ibiza, I'm, it's not like I'm busy. I've got time on my hands. I decided to set up ADHD in Ibiza, a, a support group for my friends and colleagues. He messaged me and I went, James, you've got enough. You can't even cope with what you've got on now. Do not set. I said, everybody on the island's got ADHD. Yeah. Do not set up a health group yeah. Yeah, but really, it's just an excuse so I can go over there more often. So I decided, I decided so I've already done the website and social media, obviously. Then um, we, Sam and booked tickets to see Jim Jeffries, who is an incredibly funny comedian. He's one of our probably, he's probably our second favourite stand-up comic. And she'd paid for a meet and greet where you get to meet them afterwards. And 
in my I because I love him so much in my head while I was in the bath beforehand I had a conversation with Jim Jeffries as we often do we all have those things whether it's RSD or whatever and that conversation went a little bit like this I walked in and he goes oh my god you're the ADHD guy and I went oh my god you know who I am and he went oh my god let's be best mates and I went oh my god yes and then we became best mates Uh, and then mm -hmm. I got massive anxiety when I realized this isn't going to happen. Yeah. And obviously we met him. He fist bumped Sam, pushed me out of the way so he could get a picture taken just with her. And then the picture I got taken with him, largely because I, (laughs) this is even worse. This is the most embarrassing thing I've ever admitted on this podcast. No. Because he's funny and I wanted to impress him. I thought I'd come up with something funny to say when we walked in, which wasn't funny, which was can take a picture on my phone as well in case I divorce her. And he just said, if you've not got a number, can she text it you? <laughs> and that's why I, I didn't get the fist bump. And he just fucking loved you. And I just I cringed. And that whole kind of internal running over a situation in your head. So there's that. We all do that, though. In fact, before we went, yes. I went, let's not bother with the meet and greet. Because yeah. he's just going to disappoint yeah. us. So, but the section's called, what is the ADHD thing you did? Not oh, just sorry, what yeah. are ADHD <laughs> things that are unique to you and nobody else does them which Sam can then interject and say, no, no, we all do that, James. That should be in a different (laughs) section. Finally, (laughs) finally, and Alex will love this. I know he will. I've lost access to my blue tick Twitter account because I tried to set it up on a social media management platform, didn't know my password, used the one-time login code, which you can only use once. Or maybe I can access it on there. I don't know, but I can't access it. I wasn't the time to... I'm fucked. I'm fucked and I can't get on Twitter and... When I did it, I did a talk for um, a local, I don't even know what I'm saying, a local police force and, and said, can I share this, take a picture and share this? And they said, oh, we'll tag you on Twitter. And I just went, okay, but I can't access Twitter because I've lost everything. How about you, Mrs. ADHD? Oh, God. Um, I'm, I'm selecting some of these because I've just got so much. <laughs> For once. And, and, uh, the reminder, Sam, that the question is, what what have you been yeah. doing that's stupid in, instead of what you were supposed to be doing because you have ADHD? Yeah. What was the... God. Oh, God. I don't know if I can be bothered. I've got loads. I mean, we don't have to. Uh, people tend to like your inane ramblings, but, you know. Well, I, know. I should have been. James was a, out. He was away for a week, so... I should have been welcoming him back and really excited about it. And I was, I was really excited. I turned up to pick him up at the train station. And what I did, Al, was I put music on in the car so I looked like a normal person, like, that listens to music. No, no. what you said was, I put music on in the car so I'd seem cool. I wanted to be cool. So I chose music that I thought was cool and actually played it in the car like I would actually listen to music like a normal person. Had all butterflies and everything. And then he got in the car and then we got home and then I immediately lost my shit and ended up having a massive panic attack and crying all night because I just couldn't cope with the change to routine. I'd been used to being on myself for a week, by myself for a week, and then having him there was too much. You know, we had um, a long, Lisa and I had a long distance relationship for seven years. We were married for two years, never lived in the same country. And every single time one of us flew over, that first 24 hours yeah. was pretty uncomfortable. And then we to a point where we would, you know, we had, we had to have ways to deal with that because it, it isn't easy for anyone, I don't think, with what we've got. Yeah. Um, 
Um, <laughs> I also went to the hairdressing <laughs> suppliers, right? Checked that I had my purse beforehand, got in there, got all the stuff, got to the tail and couldn't find my purse. So I went back. There was a queue of people. I went back, searched my car, couldn't find it, came back in, searched the basket, took the woman out to the car to search the car with me, then came back in, got everybody in the queue to search the whole store, and I'd left my purse just on a shelf somewhere, just randomly, so I found it in the end. What? Lives are so similar. I did the same thing last week at the hardware <laughs> store. Went to a car, running around. It was under the shopping on the conveyor belt. <laughs> I just left mine on a shelf somewhere randomly. I must have looked at something and just put it down, as you do. Not with my phone. Um, yeah. What about you, James? I've done my. I've done oh, my. Oh, you... <laughs> Doesn't I mean, even say that on this. You've got, you've got other bits to do. That one. I know. I'm saving some. Oh, okay. Okay. Fine. <laughs> what bit? I don't know what bit for. Well, for when we record the next one, because there's loads okay, there. I don't okay. want to go on, do I? Anyway, thanks for that. Are we oh, editing what? this in post? <laughs> I don't know how the fuck I'm going to edit this on. You're not going to edit it. Thank you for that. We're going to take a break and come back in part two with questions and thoughts from the ADHD adult community. Bye. You thanked yourself. I know. Yeah. I did, yeah. Alex, hi. Hi. What's up? Hello, Governor. Hello, welcome back to episode 93 of the ADHD Adults Podcast on a Thursday. We're all very tired at the moment, it's going terribly. But as always in part two of a Thursday, we're taking questions from the community. We get them from the Twitters and Instagram and all over Facebook at the ADHD Adults, but mainly from our amazing Discord community, which I had uh, hidden from because I feel so terrible when I don't answer people, but I'm back again and I'm loving it. So straight to the first question, the very first one I really like because it's got a bit of Midlands to it. Hey, up, Midduck, hope you're well. I've been musing about something recently and I haven't been able to find a satisfactory answer in the cursory, non-hyperfocused, but mildly bugging me territory searches that I've done. How do different stimulants affect the body and to what extent do stimulant medications like methylphenidate and dexamphetamine with commonly used, often addictive or even illegal stimulants, which many people self-medicate with caffeine, nicotine, cocaine, MDMA, methamphetamine, etc. Or Tuesday, as James calls it. That's my <laughs> idea. That isn't the letter. It would also be interesting to know to what extent stimulant medications could be oblique are used to treat addiction. Has there been much work into this that has any comprehensive comparison? Look at it. You can hear it in his voice. You can hear it in his voice because he said oblique and not fucking slash or whatever it is. You can you can hear it. It's true. Has any comprehensive comparison study oblique meta-analysis been done? <laughs> Looking forward to a speedy response in, in, in inverted commas, James. All the best, Jimmy from Nottingham. It's fine for you to name me if you read it out, but let's leave the spelling ambiguous to preserve some air of mystery. I've now remembered I was going to pretend it was from a Dave, so people would be now weird <laughs> to spell that. That's, I mean, it's a good question. We, we, I think we should revisit a lot of the the, the pharmacology of the medications, James, as a separate yeah. episode. And Sam, well, I'm pretending you're involved in the editorial process. <laughs> but do you want to take that? One of you two. Yeah, so what I would say is, first of all, we get asked a lot about things like, can I drink coffee? Um, you know, I've got a history of substance abuse. Is it wise for me to be taking a stimulant, etc.? There's a reason 
both biological and otherwise, that the dose in which the stimulants are given at is very low. And that is because at that dose, it causes paradoxical calming. <clears throat> it doesn't give you euphoria. In fact, I've read, and I love this quote, that you will get more euphoria from a cup of coffee than you will from methylphenidate, most people. Um, and, and therefore, most people can also use some at least of those uh, other stimulants like caffeine or nicotine for example and do use some of those stimulants um but maybe that's not wise but remember we're all different so that means some of us will respond differently to others when it comes to medication there is some evidence of stimulants used in adhd as a treatment for addiction there is some evidence that the stimulants reduce substance misuse of other stimulants or other drugs um, when people with ADHD take them, which is one of the benefits of medicating. It's not just about the core symptoms. It's also about sometimes treating the associated or downstream issues that it's associated with. Ooh. Anything to add to that, Alex? I mean, I think what we'll do is a whole episode, uh, a reminder of how stimulants affect the body, because there's loads of things they do and people react different to differently to them and a little bit of the the how methylphenidate differs from the other ones maybe the non-stimulants as well because there's so much in it what i would say is when you take other drugs including caffeine with them you do not know how much you're taking that's the issue yeah. one of the reasons i would absolutely as as a sober person to absolutely see the legalization of yeah illegal drugs is so we can protect people. So, you know, people are going to take these things. They are, they always have, they always will. So if we can A, tax them and B, monitor how much they're used and help people support themselves when they're using them, then you're less likely to overdose, less likely to become addicted, less likely to uh, have criminality. How many ADHD people in prison are there because drugs are illegal? Yeah. You know, it's sort of double jeopardy. Um, just, to add, just to add to that, it's not just the illegal drugs. Um, I've got a couple of colleagues from my past life of working in sports and exercise physiology, et cetera, who wanted to look, because caffeine is often used as a as something to improve performance. He wanted to look at the caffeine content of some popular coffee bars or shops. And the same drink bought in different brands of coffee shops varies wildly, whoops, um, in terms of caffeine content. But even if you pick one, you know, American style coffee bar that has a green logo for example they found that the same type of coffee drink bought in different franchises of that could have a tenfold difference in caffeine content wow. so it's not even just that you don't know what you're getting in the illegal ones but in the legal ones as well absolutely right and we we actually don't really know if there are many negative effects of caffeine we've talked about this i think before but it, the, the, yeah. there isn't a lot of evidence that caffeine's bad Pregnant women don't have caffeine because everybody thinks they're not allowed when, in fact, pregnant women were just excluded from the original studies, so they don't know. And now everybody goes, ah, you can't have coffee, you'll kill all the babies. It's just <laughs> not true. None of this, none of that's true. So a really good question. I think we're going to do a whole episode on it. Yeah. Jimmy, mysterious Jimmy. Huh? Oh, me. Yeah. Can I just um, scroll that down? Oh, just can you do it on your leg because you're right next to the microphone? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Don't. Right. I've got a question. Well, it's not mine. 
Hi, I've just been diagnosed with ADHD and I've been finding your podcast super helpful. I've been started on methylphenidate a week ago, but I've been struggling with the side effects. I've always had an irrational fear of going on medication, embarrassingly so, as I'm a nurse. So I don't know if the symptoms are just my anxiety because I'm expecting to have negative side effects or if it's legitimately side effects to the medication. I'm really struggling to find any information on struggling with side effects and on the flip, anyone who's done okay without medication. At this point, I've managed to convince myself I've got an underlying heart condition and I'm going to have a heart attack. I know this is irrational and it doesn't help with the symptoms. Annoyingly today, I felt like I had the first positive effect from the medication, but then the day ended in a panic and now I'm too afraid to gain try again tomorrow sorry for the long ramble basically i'd love to hear from anyone who was a really struggled with starting on medication and or didn't cope with medication and have had to change their adhd have had to manage their adhd without medication at this stage i'm worried i'm not going to be able to tolerate medication and even if it's just my anxiety stopping me from doing so but i'm not coping as is with work study and parenting a toddler I think I've read that wrong. Anyway, I put this in because we get asked this a lot. Like, what can I do if the side effects are too much um, for me to cope on medication? And also, because I think, and I've mentioned this before, we overanalyze everything when we first start medication. And not just when we first start, but I think we put everything down to medication when it can be so many other things. And we expect that medication is going to do something to us. So then it does because we think, oh, it's going to affect my heart. So it does affect your heart. So, yeah. Um, what can people do? Oh, sorry. It's just it, it's the, the, the type of microphone you have to be in front of it. So when you lean forward, so you're past the microphone, it's, it's unlikely to pick your voice up in the same pattern as it has for the rest of the podcast. Apologies. Go on out. Having said that, everything you said, Sam, is absolutely right. It's that I I. I felt this message was exactly parenting a toddler is i would say one of if not the worst times of your life if you're adhd for many of us unless you're looking and and all those things you say of having side effects and worrying and thinking that you've got the, you don't know whether the side effects are real or you're having a bad day or you just don't know so you do what i did which is stop taking them for three years and suffer and frankly get fired and the only way i could manage without medication which i did for three years was to introduce crazy work life i was doing ridiculous hours of things that i was good at and it was high energy that was the only way but it wasn't sustainable um absolutely not it's, it's really difficult some side effects are real though and it's as Sam and James always say, if you can just write it down somewhere and share it with your your, your mental health titration team, that's the best way. What about you, James? She's gone mad, hasn't she? I know, it's, it's, it's really, honestly, it's really different. Have your meds kicked in at all, by the way? Um, I think I took them late, I can't okay. remember. Um, yeah, so what I would say is, obviously, for 20% of people, the medication isn't effective or tolerable. If you happen to be in that 20%, then there are other things that can be done. We know there is some evidence, although it's called low quality evidence, that talking therapies like CBT can help. We know that exercise can help, at least in the short term control of symptoms. And we know that kind of lifestyle factors can help you control a little bit about your symptoms. Um, kind of trigger, not trigger warning, but not trying to push illegal drugs clacks on. 
lots of people are now choosing to microdose psychedelic compounds, which is another reason why they should be legal. Mm. And you know the, the little talks I'm doing. I don't like talking about them. You know those little talks. Yeah, I've, I've seen them advertised, and I did one, didn't I, in Cardiff? Yeah, incredibly yeah. So I'm, well. I'm, I'm doing my first one on Sunday on the science of psychedelics and ADHD because there is actually the theory of it is fucking watertight. If you look at the areas of the brain that psychedelics um, affect, it's the prefrontal cortex, particularly the areas involved in emotion and decision-making. It's the default mode network, which is involved in mind wandering. And it actually, it's this is fascinating, it actually increases, psychedelics increase the size of and activity of the part of the, the brain that focuses on external um, attention and diminishes the part of the brain that focuses on internal attention so it, it is literally wow. making the brain allow you to focus on external things going on and not thoughts etc read the early papers on this that, yeah. honestly they, they're really good and that there was like a two-year effect of one yeah. dose on chronic depressive symptoms yeah shocking i mean it's really promising and and then, and although the studies are in their the, the massive infancy there is at least there's one objective study where they use um uh, psilocybin was microdosed and, and it improved inattentive symptoms um, which might be linked to the mind wandering because we know that mind wandering might actually be one of the biggest causes of, of inattention so I'm not saying go out and buy a load of mushrooms I'm just saying that other people are turning to alternatives that have no evidence like lion's mane for example whilst some are, not, are turning saying that <laughs> whilst some are turning to to other to other approaches but the key thing is talk to your prescriber about the side effects often when you start on a dose you get the side effects and then they pass it yeah. could be headaches it could be um, anxiety it could be kind of slightly racing heart but often those side effects can settle so if you can write them down and, and take take them for a few days or a week if you can unless they're too uh, distressing and see if they settle that would be my advice Sam anything um yeah no I I'd agree and obviously I answered this person as well saying you know do, if, if you can carry on taking them, just monitor everything over a longer period because then hopefully it'll settle down when you kind of forget that you're taking something every day. If there are any side effects and just keep in, in touch with your prescriber. But yeah, all the things, the coaching and all that um, that can help and lifestyle changes like exercise and eating well, if you can't take medication. Yeah. Fab. Right, we'll move on to question three quickly, which is from the lovely Mama Chameleon who gives brilliant hugs. I'd love to know, how do you all manage to stay focused and enthused with a charity? That sounds awful, but let me explain. I often get the bug for a social cause, which pings my sense of justice sensitivity. But usually this can fizzle out or I run out of steam from the initial excitement. How are you staying with a single topic? And as Sam does pretty much all of the charity <laughs> stuff, along with Rose and a couple of our other volunteers, well, let yeah. Sam answer that first. Um, for yeah. me, it's because it, it involves other people that are that are asking for my help, and I don't want to let them down. So that's why I spend every day before and after work answering messages and emails and stuff for the charity because it's really important to me to help those people, and I don't want to just I feel responsible for them and don't want to just leave them hanging there. So I try, you know, if we can't help, which we can't all the time we haven't got the expertise all the time to be able to give everybody the help that that needs it then I'll signpost them on to other organizations but yeah it, for me and it, it does give it's really really hard and dings. and um yeah takes up all of my time outside of work but it's really rewarding as well so I think it's just for me it's because I'm helping other people so it doesn't matter about the topic really 
What about you? It's, it's a re- it's a really good question. I as as Sam and James both really know. I I feel guilty when I can't do the admin that I say I will because I think I can because I've got shit metacognition, and it sometimes feels like whatever I do, it's not enough because of self loathing reasons. But the the main thing is I really 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 enjoy working with James and Sam, which is out of character for me to say. I'm aware, but. I, I get such a lot of of pleasure from the uh, WhatsApp groups and our planning and things like that, and from all the other people in the team as well. I would also say that perfect is the enemy of good, very much so. Yeah. And I have to, because of burnout, I do get that. I have to remind myself what the what we have, what I have to do, what I think I have to do, and what is extra. And sometimes just go with what is good. So if I answer the 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 um messages I got in my own Instagram and on the on the charity Twitter and and do the the answer the emails and a few of those things if I can get that done the extra stuff that I really want to do sometimes I can't do it feel guilty but I, there is an element of self-care to to that I don't think ADHD is just one thing there's so many interesting elements to it and everybody's want ADHD is different and people telling us that we've helped even though the compliment's really hard to take mm is unbelievably motivating what about you jim bob bob a job jim yeah it's it's, it's other people isn't it mm. i um i talked about the the, the quests and the, the projects and the the whole trigger warning clacks on ending my life at the end of those projects but those projects to me are i don't, I don't i'm not a fatalist I don't, I don't have a religion or a philosophy but i feel like they're the reason i'm here if i can help the more people i can help the more people that don't feel the way I feel, the more people that get to a point in their life where they understand themselves better and move on, then it's it's worth the level of tiredness and burnout and mental health issues I've been going through to to make sure that those other people are protected and looked after. So it is, yeah, it's all about other people. Yeah, definitely. Also, to, to be honest, James, the, the more people you help, there's kind of a, a balance, isn't there, for all the people you've bitten? Exactly. exactly you know, you yeah. Jimmy Savile. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just. Did you buy Jimmy Savile? Let's just let's just be clear. Then you're making the comparison that I am doing the same as Jimmy Savile in that I'm doing some good acts to make up for the number of people I've bitten, which is factually now then now then not go too far. I think we should take a break on that note and we'll come back in part three for our thoughts on this week's theme of medication titration. See you in a bit. See you in a bit. Welcome back to episode 93 of the ADHD Adults podcast, where we are talking about personal reflections on the theme um, medication titration. Um, what about you, James? What made you choose the last <laughs> idea for a theme? Oh God, it's amazing when you do these introductions. Why? What was wrong? I don't. I, I love I, it. I don't, I, it's just the tone of voice and the diction. It's not your. It's not you talking. Yeah, it's yeah. like my mum's telephone voice. Yeah. That my mum would answer the phone and it would be hello. Yes, exactly. In, in a completely different voice to the one she speaks to anybody else. <laughs> And the audible panic of someone who realises they don't know what the episode was about or what yeah. we're doing in this part. I love that bit. Searching all the streams in my head for... <laughs> but, th- but thank you for asking me first, Sam. Um, yeah. So I thought that we... I thought it was a nice adjunct 
or in this case, follow on. Alex is going to say, follow it isn't follow on. I know it's not. I'm using two different ways to describe it, Alex, to the Roots to Diagnosis episode with Dr. Nick, because lots of people said that that was helpful. Dr. Nick? Yeah, that's why we call him that. Hi, Dr. Nick. Um, oh, we just got that. <laughs> we just got that. Amazing. Um, and we thought it would be useful to follow that up with something on medication titration. Equally, lot, lots of people, and I hear this at the little talks I don't talk about, and we hear it through the charity, lots of people are medication hesitant for understandable reasons. There's lots of stigma and myth about medication, about what it will do to you, about the fact that it's you know made by pharmaceutical companies, even though everything's a chemical. So whether you're taking lion's mane or whatever else, that's chemicals too. They just haven't been tested. I get the people are medication hesitant. So we thought actually helping demystify a little bit, helping those people that are on the waiting list to titration so they <clears throat> understand what's going to be happen. Mm. What's going to be happen. It's going to be happening. So they understand what's going to be happen, happen. better, in fact. Mm. Um, and to allay some people's fears. So that's why. What about you, Al? We've talked about this a little bit before. We, we want to revisit a lot of the topics from back in 2021 when we first started, because a lot of science has changed in that time already, and some culture has changed as well, for the better and for the worse. But I would also say, James, we we talk about this, don't we, secretly aside, we've learned loads, and the things we say now that we probably didn't say then yeah. or didn't, in fact, know then. And it's it, if it's embarrassing, James and I have to admit it, it's one of our little rules, we send each other ammunition to each other and, and so if we're embarrassed oh god i said that back in 21 and that mm -hmm. is fundamentally wrong that's part of the adhd journey we're on to learn we're yeah. always learning as well so we've changed our minds about a few things i think we'd all say that yeah so i'd really like to to revisit that uh as well sam i don't know how many times i have to say this but i have no editorial rights in this podcast however I did suggest did this recording. to James because I'm still going through titration and actually I've just finished, which sent me into a massive panic. My titration nurse said, do you think now we've reached optimum dose and we should finish titration? I was like, change. <laughs> so yeah, I've, I'm just finishing titration now. I've been referred back to my psychiatrist to talk about it. Um, was there any thought or tip from the theme that you forgot to say, Alex? Oh God, there was. I wrote it down and I forgot where I wrote it. So I'm going to... No. What about you? Give it time. I wanted to rush through titration to get to my optimum dose, but it's really important that you give each dose increase. Just, time to just, settle and give yourself just, time I'm to so, notice. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Just remember, eight to ten inches, this side of the okay. microphone, that would be ideal. Okay. Right, where's the mouse? No, you're not. Okay. Give it time. I wanted to rush through titration to get to my optimum dose, but it's really important that you give each dose increased time to see whether it settles and give yourself time to notice any side effects and whether they settle down and to notice any benefits and whether they continue. And remember that once you're out of titration and discharge back to your GP, you're going to have to get referred back again if you decide you want to try a different um, medication after you finish titration. Um, we're all different and medication doesn't suit everyone. So please adjust your expectations. Even if medication works for you, it can be incredibly subtle. It's not a cure-all for everyone. The thing 
thing that helped me most is learning um, more about ADHD and the way I can find ways to work with and around my ADHD. Medication helps me, but I'm still shit. I still struggle with many things and finding out how my brain works and trying different things to help my brain work more effectively is what helps me the most. What about you, James? <laughs> Choose life. Um, just a quick tip, get somebody else to check your ASRS. Mm -hmm. So if you're going through titration and you're doing that thing where you're saying to yourself, well, this is doing nothing, it's not helping me at all. A, you either keep copies of your symptoms so you can compare them yourself, but also ask someone who lives with you, who who you're in a, in a relationship with, who works with you to check those symptoms for you. Because actually, I'm pretty sure for many of us, our lack of metacognition means that we will get to the end and say, as I did, or even halfway through, as, as Mrs. ADHD did and said, well, it's just doing nothing. It's not helping me at all when it objectively is. So get someone else to help you with your symptoms. Symptoms. Really like that. I think okay. that ASRS thing, the, the the adult ADHD self-rating scale, is there are so many miscommunications. It's not written very well for us anyway. And also we, we often compare ourselves to our families who aren't mm. necessarily normal either. So if you I show my that dad that, it's... Oh, sorry. It's <laughs> not important, but the HU50 is mental. Every question you're like... What does that mean? How do I? It's like they've specifically engineered them so that you're like, oh, I don't know, I can't do this. Anyway. No. Ambigu ambiguous questions for people who are probably yeah. autistic. Fantastic. I mean, on that note, that was episode 93 of the ADHD Adults Podcast. It was the very first 2030 extradition. After Monday's episode on medication titration in the nation, if you want to get in touch, as always, contact us in the socials, Discord, at the ADHD Adults. Have a really lovely weekend, because I think this is Friday now, because we've, you know, we've ADHD the shit out of this one. Have a brilliant weekend all. Goodbye. See ya. Bye. Trigger warning, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon. Claxon, Claxon.